when Isaac's wife, Rebecca, reached the end of her pregnancy, she discovered that she had had twins. The first came out red all over, clothed with hair, and she named him Esau. Immediately afterward, his brother came out, gripping Esau's heel, and she named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when they were born. Now keep this in mind. The name Esau means hairy. And Jacob means to follow from behind and overtake. And now on to our fairy tale. Say it with me now. Once upon a time, there was a miller who was poor, but who had a beautiful daughter. And it happened that he had to go and speak to the king. And in order to make himself appear more important, he said to the king, I have a daughter who can spin straw into gold. The king said to the miller, that is an art which pleases me well. If your daughter is as clever as you say, bring her tomorrow to my palace and I will test what she can do. And when the girl was brought to him, he took her into a room which was quite full of straw, gave her a spinning wheel and a reel and said, now set to work. And if by tomorrow morning early, you have not spun this straw into gold during the night, you will die. Thereupon, he himself locked up the room and left her in it alone. So there sat the poor miller's daughter. And for the life of her, she did not know what to do. She had no idea how straw could be spun into gold. And she grew more and more miserable until at last she began to weep. But all at once, the door opened and in came a little man and said, Good evening, Mistress Miller. Why are you crying so? Alas, said the girl, I have to spin straw into gold and I do not know how to do it. What will you give me, said the mannequin, if I do it for you? My necklace, said the girl. The little man took the necklace, seated himself in front of the, of the wheel, and woo, 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 spun all the straw into gold. By daybreak, the king was already there, and when he saw the gold, he was astonished and delighted. But his heart became only more greedy. He had the miller's daughter taken into another room full of straw, again, which was even larger, though, and commanded her to also spin all of that straw into gold in one night, if she valued her life. The girl knew not how to do this, 
and was crying when the door opened again and the little man appeared and said, what will you give me if I spin this straw into gold for you? The ring on my finger, answered the girl. The little man took the ring and began to turn the wheel and by morning had spun all the straw into glittering gold. The king rejoiced beyond measure at the sight, but he still wanted more. And he had the miller's daughter taken into a still larger room full of straw and said, you must spend this too in the course of this night. And if you shall succeed, you will be my wife. Even if she a miller's daughter be, he thought, I could not find a richer wife in the whole world. When the young man grew up, Esau became an outdoors man who knew how to hunt and Jacob became a quiet man who stayed at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was boiling stew, Esau came in from the field hungry and said to Jacob, I'm starving, let me devour some of this red stuff. That's why his name is Edom. Jacob said, sell me your birthright today. Esau said, since I'm going to die anyway, what good is my birthright to me? Jacob said, give me your word today. And he did. He sold his birthright to Jacob. So Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. He ate, drank, got up, and left, showing just how little he thought of his birthright. When the girl was alone, the mannequin came again for the third time and said, what will you give me if I spin this straw for you also? I have nothing left that I could give, answered the girl. Then promise me, if you should become queen, your first child. Who knows that will ever happen, thought the miller's daughter. And not knowing how else to help herself in this strait, she made the promise. She promised what the mannequin wanted, and for that, he once more spun the straw into gold. And when the king came in the morning and found all as he had wished, he took her in marriage. And the pretty miller's daughter became a queen. A year later, she had a beautiful child, and she never gave a thought to the mannequin. But suddenly, he came into her room and said, now give me what you promised. The queen was horror-struck. And she offered the mannequin all the riches of the kingdom if he would leave her the child. But the mannequin said, No, 
Something that is living is dearer to me than all the treasures in the world. Then the queen began to weep and cry so that the mannequin pitied her. I will give you three days time, said he. If by that time you find out my name, then shall you keep your child? So the queen thought. She thought the whole night of names that she had ever heard. And she sent a messenger over the country to inquire far and wide for any other names that there might be. When the mannequin came the next day, she began with Casper, Melchior, Balthazar. She said all the names she knew, one after another. But to everyone, the little man said, that is not my name. On the second day, she had inquiries made in the neighborhood as to the names of the people there. And she repeated all of those names to the mannequin, the most uncommon and the curious. Perhaps your name is Short Ribs, or Sheepshanks, or Lace Leg. But he always answered, that is not my name. And on the third day, the messenger came back and said, I have not been able to find a single new name. But as I came to a high mountain at the end of the forest, where the fox and the hare bid each other good night, there I saw a little house. And before the house, a fire was burning. And round about the fire, quite a ridiculous little man was jumping. He hopped on one leg and shouted, Today I bake, tomorrow brew. The next I'll have a young queen's child. Ha! Glad am I that no one knew that Rumpelstiltskin I am styled. How glad the queen was when she heard the name. And when soon afterwards, the little man came in and asked, Now, Mistress Queen, what is my name? At first she said, Is your name Conrad? No. Is your name Harry? That is not my name. Perhaps your name is Rumpelstiltskin. The devil has told you that! The devil has told you that! cried the little man. And in his anger, he plunged his right feet so deep into the earth that his whole leg went in. And enraged, he pulled at his left leg so hard with both hands that he tore himself in two. And the miller's daughter, she lived happily ever after. A name is a label. It has power, power to define, 
Rebecca did something rather presumptuous for a woman of her time. She named the twins rather than her husband Isaac. The, the hairy baby, Esau, and the smooth-skinned favorite, Jacob. Jacob, given a label from birth as the one who would supplant his older brother and take his birthright and inheritance. A friend of mine, Eric, was there for the birth of his son. Back in high school, Eric had been a really good soccer player and his baby son was born with a condition where he had bent legs. And Eric's initial reaction was to shed tears because he could not imagine his son playing soccer like he had. Ouch. A minute old, and the first label you get is a failure to live up to your father's expectation. Labels. Names have power. Years ago, I met a new friend who used pronouns that are not the ones that I would have used for that person at first glance. They wanted to use the pronouns they and them. I'm not proud of this, but my first reaction was, really? Now I have to remember pronouns and names? I'm lucky just to get names right. Who has the power, the right, to label, to name? How about the labels that we give to people based on skin color? Who has the power to name people? What happens when someone uses a label as a slur to demean or marginalize? Ask Rumpelstiltskin. Names have power. Ask Esau and Jacob. The names their mom gave them stuck. Define them. Until God renamed Jacob later in his life, before he could be reconciled with his brother Esau. How about the labels that we give? Old, handicapped, young, attractive. As the story goes, when God gave human beings stewardship of the world, we were given the right, the power, to name creatures and people. And we can wield this power recklessly. We don't deeply consider the effect of our labels. When we hear people use labels that hurt and marginalize, when we hear words that drip with white supremacy, sometimes we stay silent. You and I, we have the, the right, the responsibility to use names to build people up, to encourage, to kindly confront those who use the power of a name, a label, 
to demean or discourage. You know and I know that there is a lot of that in our world. And we, we can make a difference. Amen. Amen.